Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios. Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to have you with me another Wednesday evening, an evening where we take up the uh, widely popular figure of Pope Francis. From one week to the next, you know, if you're a faithful listener out there, what we do is we take up where Pope Francis is in the news, and also we, we take up his exhortation, Joy of the Gospel. So uh, tonight is about Pope Francis, and it's about Pope Francis so that, yes, we can better understand the man, but also in understanding him and what he's about, how he, uh, as Pope, leads us into better understanding the nature of truth. Uh, and to some degree, what we do from one week to the next is clarify. <laughs> There's a lot of things being said about Pope Francis that are just simply um, untrues. And as you know, uh, from one week to the next, I have Bob Cross with me. Uh, he is away, so I have uh, Chris Seibert joining me, a, a teacher over at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church Notre Dame School. And uh, Chris, it is great to have you with me another evening. It's really good to be here again, Joe. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been some, what, uh, four or five months. It's been a while, Chris. It has been. You've had a lot of guests since then, uh, including a few of my own uh, <laughs> wife and children, and uh, it's been a great blessing for our family, so it's yeah. good to be here again. Your kin has been doing an excellent job. <laughs> my kin. <laughs> so, Chris, this week we are going to break away from where he is at in the news and joy of the gospel and we're going to reflect upon what I thought to be a pretty important uh, blog post by one Father uh, Dwight Longnecker. He's a very uh, popular author, speaker, blogger. I know he travels quite a bit. He wrote a blog that really focused in on um, how we need to be thinking about Pope Francis based upon all of the misconceptions, okay, uh, especially um, in the conservative camp. Um, of course, he also takes up that, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions in the liberal camp. One of the points he makes, and I want to make off the top, is uh, we have to be very, very careful, Chris, in how we allow our conservative leanings or liberal leanings to form and inform our understanding of truth. We have to be rooted in relationship with Jesus Christ, formed in our Lord's teaching program and what he handed on to the apostles so that that in turn might form <laughs> mm -hmm. how we think politically. I think today in the United States of America, we allow far too often our political affiliation to form our understanding of the faith as opposed to vice versa. And uh, we need to be thinking about this. Uh, we need to be more critical in how we approach our understanding of the church, especially in light of Pope Francis as uh, both camps seem to be uh, at, at some time happy with him and at other times uh, not so happy with him. And so tonight is really a drawback and to say, okay, what are some of the things we need to be thinking about? And in doing so, this is really a summary of a lot of what Bob Cross and I have been talking about from one week to the next, because when you get into joy of the gospel, what you come to find is uh, who the man is all about and what he's calling us to, which is first and foremost to preach and live the gospel. Bottom line, 
You know, the good news, the evangelion in the Greek, the transforming message of Jesus Christ. We need to let the message of Jesus Christ to do what it was intended to do, transform our lives, transform our hearts, bottom line. And then, after that transformation, begin to look around us and uh, see the world for what it is and to identify uh, those truths and untruths that are realities, uh, that are objective. This is an important night, I think, Chris, as we begin to uh, embark on our our study. It seems to me, Joe, that um, what you're talking about is something that is, you know, something I've experienced in my own faith walk is our, what is our first identity? Mm. Our first identity, if we are going to call ourselves Catholic, has to start with an understanding of the gospel, and that informs what we are going to do, whether it's politically or other areas of our lives. But I know from my own experience that I, I have, in my faith walk, tended at times to think of myself as, okay, well, if I'm conservative on this issue or liberal on this issue, then let me find how it fits into the church's structure mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of the other way around. And yes. I, the longer I'm in this faith journey, I realize how dangerous that can be. Yeah, are we first a son of God? Right. Or a Republican? <laughs> That's kind of the bottom line question. Let's just get to the heart. Are we first a Don't ask my dad that, Joe. <laughs> are we first a daughter of God or a Democrat? We are sons and daughters of God, first and foremost. Uh, you talk about our identity, Chris. It's, it's in God for other. We come to know him so as to make him known. Uh, we, we come to this... Uh, this cusp of a new identity in Christ so that we might better understand the task that Christ is calling us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this structure of faith, uh, I think, will allow us to better understand not only how are we to interpret uh, Pope Francis, but the gospel itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Pope Francis is constantly pointing us to the gospel. I mean, if there's one thing that has become a kind of arc in everything he says and does is serve the poor. What? was Jesus busying himself doing? He's serving the poor and proclaiming the message. Everywhere Pope Francis goes, he's proclaiming the message. So this is important, and this is why I think this article is is important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've touched upon it, <clears throat> excuse me, upon it at points, Chris, uh, but I think this week, and we'll see however long this goes, potentially yeah. next week, this will be well served. So that being said, yeah. this first piece he gets into. Sure, sure. So I'm going to be reading from the the blog piece yes, from Father yes. Longnecker. Okay, um, let's start with the first one, Joe, and I and I quote from from the blog post. These are ten things that to remember if Pope Francis annoys you. That's the <laughs> title title of the article. So, if Pope Francis annoys you, first thing to remember is that he is the Pope. He is not going to change Catholic doctrine or moral teaching. He can't and knows that. He may be a quote, reformer, but there's only so much he can do. His statement on women priests is an indicator of that. The door is closed to women's ordination. Yeah, Chris, he has said so many other things that certainly would point to the church's call to bear witness to truth. You know, he says, I am a son of the church. I was just reading the other day where he was um, really affirming and applauding all those who are gathering in the United Kingdom to bear witness to life. We must remember as we talk about you know, political affiliations and the Catholic Church, it's about truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, a truth, and a life, but the way. That language, Chris, is in the imperative sense. He says, you wish to be fulfilled, 
abide in me and I in you, this kind of mutual Mm self-giving. And so fundamentally, the church's call and vocation is to bear witness to truth, truth as living, because truth became incarnate. And so when uh, Pope Francis says, I am a son of the church, uh, what he wants us to see is that we are to understand at a deeper level how the church bear, bears witness to truth and and how that witness, Pope Francis's witness, is to challenge us and to call us out. Certainly he gets into it later in this article, but it would be important to note now that Pope Francis was elected in 2013 for a reason. You know, Cardinal Bogulio uh, left his friendly confines of uh, Argentina and headed over to Rome <laughs> for the conclave. And uh, what surprised him surprised us all. And I think, Chris, quite frankly, that his election in of itself was an alarm. Mm. It was an alarm. It's funny. I, uh, I, I found out that Pope Francis was elected by the Pope Alarm, <laughs> by that, uh, <laughs> that uh, evangelization outfit focus. They do ministry on uh, college campuses, and I couldn't help but think, gosh, this is an alarm. Mm-hmm. Just not the fact that we have a new pope, but who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should get our attention. There are a lot of people, Chris, who did not know who Cardinal Bergoglio was and is. Mm-hmm. And now we do mm-hmm. for a reason, because the Holy Spirit elected him. And he did so for a reason, that we might come to grips with Uh, what Jesus Christ wants us to see today in 2014. And maybe we need time, you know, because I I think about some of my own discussions with um, fellow Catholics who maybe are are uncertain of of who he is, like you just said, who is this man? I didn't see this coming. And in that time, you know, my prayer would be for myself as well as for everyone is to embrace who the man is, not who the media says he is, not who, you know, somebody who's writing for Rolling Stone magazine says he is, but who in fact is he? Um, and, and you just saying, Joe, the, the church equals truth. Mm-hmm. So that for me is a great comfort. If he is a son of God, he is a son of the church, he is going to, to be in truth. He can't change things. He's, he's not going to bring anything that isn't true. And that's what Father Dwight is bringing out here mm-hmm. in, in the end. And the truth, the truth that he's bearing witness to, I dare say is going to be what his first encyclical is all about. It's most striking to know that his first encyclical, we've been reading up on uh, his first exhortation, okay, the joy of the gospel. His first major document, uh, his first major encyclical is going to be on poverty, on poverty, and certainly a word that rubs most of us the wrong way. And uh, he's going to be witnessing to uh, the truth that is, the poverty that is inside of all of us, just not those who are without in, in, in the material world, but uh, those who are without in the spiritual world. <coughs> Excuse me. We can well anticipate that he will be talking about the first beatitude. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And blessed is the poor person's soul. Blessed is that person who longs for God the same way our lungs long for air. He will talk about this beatitude because this beatitude is the beatitude that sets up the whole Sermon on the Mount, the whole charter for holiness. Uh, So you can anticipate that. 
and anticipate that because he wants us to go deeper into our faith to see what a very real personal relationship with Jesus Christ looks like. Um, we are easily jumping into so many of these other paragraphs, Chris, as we're starting to talk. So why don't we right. just shoot to... to uh, Before we get too point, far ahead. Yeah, point number yes. two. Okay, so uh, paragraph two. The second thing to remember is that we have been blessed for the last 30 years with two stellar popes. Most of us don't remember any other kind of papacy. Both Pope St. John Paul II and Benedict XVI have been men of outstanding holiness, intellectual accomplishment, courage, and perception, and they were very much bookends. They supported one another. Francis is different, and if he is not their equal in those attributes, he has other strengths. Instead of criticizing him for what he's not, we should be loving him for who he is. Amen. And this really dovetails what we were just talking about, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, you use the, the word time yeah. because we do get so caught up in those preconceived ideas because we are so quick to judge. It's just our nature. I mean, how many times do we judge each and every day mm-hmm. uh, that we do not allow uh, time to mature so as to gain an understanding of really who this man is about? I mean, what mm-hmm. was this past weekend's parable all about? Allow the wheat to grow. Allow the weeds to grow. You will mm-hmm. see and be able to identify the weeds from the wheat in time. A point I made last week, which I think is very relevant to our subject matter now, Chris, is, you know, the Greek word for weed is zizani or dulium. Mm-hmm. In the initial stages of growth for that particular weed, it very much looks like wheat. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe the servant's observations to what they saw weren't entirely accurate, huh? And so when we talk about time, maybe a lesson can be learned about Pope Francis. Let's give this man time. I know collectively in the drive-by media, in the secular media, they want Pope Francis to, to be this person that he's not. You know, I mean, he has been very outspoken about the very thing that the drive-by media is doing, and they don't report that. They mm-hmm. can't report that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very strong, Chris, in uh, condemning the sin of journalism, which is mm-hmm. first and foremost the sin of misinformation. Right. He called out journalists, make sure you are reporting on the facts, on right. truth. And here we are in the United States of America. We are not getting the facts, Chris. Right, right. You know, we are not getting the truth. Uh, you know, I, I read the, uh, because I knew we were going to be doing this program, I looked at the Rolling Stone uh, sure. article about yeah. Pope Francis. And it basically shouts, he is different. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't answer any questions. It doesn't answer, okay, if he's different, how is he different? Yeah. It's basically, he's different, and therefore, let's shout that from the, from the rooftops. But they don't get into the particulars, Joe, mm-hmm. because, I, as I'm, I'm sure is going to come out over the course of time, mm-hmm. people are going to be really disappointed yeah. because he's not changing things. He has yeah. a different, maybe different expressions. Maybe he engages a little differently, but it's the same leader of the church. It's yeah. the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not yeah. going to change the tenets of faith. Yeah. It's interesting. When he was a time man of the year, if you actually read the article... He was not Time Man of the Year for what he did. He was Time Man of the Year for what they hope he will do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, who gets Time Man of the Year for something they never did? Right. <laughs> I right. Mean, if you think about it, it just doesn't make any sense. But it really does hit upon what we're talking about now, which is to appreciate, again, who he is. Joe, I wanted to make a, an allusion to that wheat uh, metaphor. As a dad watching my children grow up, 
I've had such a, a, a struggle with knowing when do I yank things out? Mm-hmm. When do mm-hmm. I go hardline and say, hey, that's enough? And when do I have to understand that if I, if I get too much of the tearing out, mm-hmm. I'm going to yank out some good stuff along with it? It is such a struggle. And I'm yeah. sure dads out there can, especially fathers of teenagers, especially of fathers of teenage sons, yeah. <laughs> will be right now saying, amen, brother, because <laughs> I, I have my hair has gone gray over this, and it is such a difficult thing. It takes wisdom, yeah. which I'm constantly praying for. But it's, think about Pope Francis. He, what is he? What does Pope mean? It means father. Yes. He yeah. is in yeah. the same light, but on a grand global scale, how does he... How is he going to be a father to the multitudes? Yeah. Is he going to, you know, how much does he yank up? How much does he yeah. like grow? It takes incredible amounts of wisdom. That's right. And I, I believe, Chris, that uh, it's God's way of, of purging us and ultimately drawing us out uh, to increase in holiness. Because if we are not praying for the gift of wisdom, then we will crumble, especially raising children. And this is the great gift of raising children. And actually, this is, I think, a point we, we were talking about with your wife and the other mothers <laughs> that had, had right. uh, come to join me here mm-hmm. in the studio. You know, patience perfects all things, as James 1-4 uh, reminds us. So, yeah, appreciating the man for who he is. And as you note, Chris, he is a papa. He is right. father, father to the inhabitants of the kingdom of God. And uh, that's no easy duty. <laughs> you know, so we need to give him every benefit of the doubt, and we do so in the gift of time. So this third piece, I'll shoot to this one here, Chris. Yes. The third thing to remember is that popes come and go. Each one brings different gifts and different personalities to the papacy. God knows what he's doing, and if a particular pope challenges your faith, well, faith isn't much good unless it's challenged. What did we just talk about? I mean, the word challenge, provocatio, to call forth, to call out— we are called forth and called out in our faith so that we might increase in holiness. Your sons, Chris, challenge you, and that's God's gift to you, so that you might increase in holiness, that you might become the best Chris Seibert that God is calling you to be because you've got a duty before you. Very important. Absolutely. Just in case they're listening. I love you, Zach. I love you, Sean. (laughs) You know, you're making me a a much better person, (laughs) Amen. as I hope I'm doing for you. Amen. We're in the same boat. (laughs) Amen. So he goes on to say this, Father Dwight, what kind of faith is it if we are not giving uh, to all the confidence of time? So here he's talking about time, and then he goes in to reflect upon Peter. What's so important here, Chris, is as we talk about time, as we talk about being challenged, as we talk about allowing Pope Francis to be who he's called to be, is trust. God did elect this man. And as we talked about in opening, I mean, if you think about it critically, yeah, he left Argentina not thinking that he was going to be installed as the next pope. He had his retirement planned out. (laughs) Joe, I was reading that today, too. A place where he was going to spend his last years and, you know, probably a a beautiful place that he, Uh you know, picked out. And, hey, guess what? Yeah. Uh, Plans change. (laughs) As did Benedict XVI. He said the same thing. But Mm -hmm. see, God calls. And is this not a lesson for all of us, Chris? Vocation. Yeah, I mean, we like things packaged. We like to be ordered. We like to have um, all of our I's dotted and T's crossed, and then we're going to respond. But what did Mary say? 
She had a brief exchange, mm-hmm. right, with the angel Gabriel. A moment to pr- yeah. reflect. And <laughs> immediately yeah. she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Right. Now, we need to have that interior attitude of faith, which is about trust. Trust is the most concrete act and virtue of faith. And so we need to trust that the Holy Spirit is doing something here. I love the fact, and I don't know if we've ever really talked about this, but the dove, mm-hmm. you know, that the chimney where the white smoke comes out right before the white smoke came out, mm-hmm. the dove came, you know, in the spirit of, of St. Francis. I just thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have to trust God here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this fourth piece here, Bob, it, or uh, excuse me, Chris. That's okay. <laughs> in a way, that was a compliment. <laughs> is your faith in Jesus Christ and the faith of the church uh, in the church, or is it in the Pope? Mm-hmm. Catholics should love the Pope, but they should love Jesus more. If one Pope comes along who you find difficult to love and understand, take heart. You weren't supposed to love him that much anyway. It's okay to love the Pope, but those who blame Catholics for idolizing the Pope, well, sometimes they have a point, and I agree with that. I, yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Chris. I, I think collectively across the Western world, we have a lot of popular speakers, uber speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they travel all over the place, inspiring, they're doing a lot of good things. But at times, at times, Chris, I think that what we have seen is how these people kind of become, well, idols. Is we what, love this is celebrity. What yeah. We worship celebrity. Yeah, but the know? church is not about the, the mm-hmm. world of TMZ. No. You know, the church is never going to win a popularity contest. And if it is, then it's not teaching truth. Yeah. You know, bottom line. And so, yeah, we have to take heart that this is about Jesus Christ. And any man who is elected as Pope is only going to be doing his job well to the degree that he points to the person of Jesus Christ and the triune God. A moment in time for me is 1993. I'm in Denver, and one of these popes, Pope St. John Paul II, that we spoke of earlier, uh, is addressing the multitudes, the 750,000 people, and there is this great affection. It's, it's, it wells up inside of all of these teens. It's at the World Youth Day. And Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul, you know, said, Time out. Please remember, you are here for Christ. You are here for Christ. <laughs> I used to do a Pope John Paul pretty well. But, <laughs> no, but <laughs> it was a moment where, and he said what you just, just relayed, this has to be about Jesus. Remember, mm-hmm. you can love me. I love you. But remember, there's something great, great, greater here that we have to pay attention to. That's right. And, you know, to the person that we go and see, Chris, if they are building up your faith authentically, Mm -hmm. maybe the measuring stick would be, the measuring question would be, uh, is this person drawing you closer to Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Or is it this emotional roller coaster in which you get a high? Right. Because right. this this <clears throat> person gets so excited about the faith that you you literally feel like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. That's not what it's about. Yeah. Uh, certainly, um, praise God for all those who might inspire others. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we have to be careful. And 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 no one figure, no one right. figure like the Pope is is going to have an impact upon people um, that way. I want to, we have a a few minutes here, Chris. I did want to get to at least this fifth one. I think this is so important. If you can read number five, that'd be great. Okay. Check out the times in which we live. With modern social media, every conversation can become a global headline. This is a Pope who loves people and relates to them. Here is a Pope who connects with people, talks with people, shares with people, and embraces people. When this happens, there is a multitude of communication risks that take place. 
The Pope says X, but the person hears Y and reports Z. Hasn't this ever happened to you? You've had a conversation and it was reported to a third or fourth party and you shriek, but that's not what I said. <laughs> the only way to avoid this is for the Pope to be a silent figurehead in the apostolic palace, just waving to people and never saying anything except in a formal papal statement. Maybe some people think this is what the Pope should be, and some popes have been content to be that sort of figurehead, not Francis. Can I get an amen on that one? You yeah. know, I, I love the X, Y, and Z, because in right. many ways, again, uh, kind of touching upon what we said before in the drive-by media, this is what we are getting. John Paul II was elected during a time that we can call the age of the television. And so his, uh, as many would say, good looks, his charisma mm-hmm. was very much in lockstep with that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must remember that St. John Paul II also was time person of the year, and so important that we have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Pope Benedict XVI, the age of the internet, a man who thinks and writes so clearly, so easy to read. Should we not see that as a way in which God was uh, raising up a man to communicate the faith in a most powerful way? Now we have a social media. And yes, while social media, Chris, can be a negative thing, and we, we see this, mm-hmm. it's, it's not some intrinsic evil. It can be used right. as a positive thing, a good thing. And I'll tell you, Pope Francis collectively is using it as a good thing. I think he's the number one uh, tweeter out there. No one right. has more followers than Pope Francis. And mm-hmm. I think it is uh, very much about the way in which God, again, elects a man during a certain time period so as to bear witness in every way possible to the way in which God is calling him to bear witness to the faith. He's very much about the, um, the pithy statement. Pope Francis, right? He he's very good. We talk about John Paul II as the philosopher and Benedict as the theologian. Pope Francis, he, he's like a technician in in these sound bites that have mm-hmm. you thinking so critically about the faith. Now, for some in the academia world, it frustrates them. But what we're talking about tonight, Chris, is we have to appreciate why God elected this man. If it frustrates you, get over yourself a little bit and ask yourself the question: Why? Certainly, we all need to be asking that question. We all need to be looking in the mirror and say, why is he rubbing me the wrong way here or there? We have to appreciate uh, this dynamic of how Francis is inspiring so many people, especially in this uh, social media outlet. Yeah. So important. I think something that keeps coming back to me, Joe, is you know just the fact that God is sovereign. Um, there is a reason and a purpose for him being here and God is sovereign and does not allow anything that is not in his will. Amen. And that's a fine point, uh, Chris, we will close with. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program, or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.